both. They're all both hard, you know, and uniquely um, it shows the talent, you know, that we have within the league. Uh, it shows still the progression uh, within the league. I'm very proud about what both guys have done uh, because they're making their mark uh, for the league. And I think it really helps the growth of the league, um, which is harder from a player standpoint. Six championships by all means. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if your options are to just say I got it wrong or to go full Alex Jones info wars on it, like, just say you were wrong. Like, it's fine. If we missed it. Right. We're James human. Harden, next game, we're just going to be doing this all the way down the floor. That's Seriously. <laughs> Why not? You just said well, that, that was like that, Remember that Corey Brewer travel where he took, like, 17 steps oh, with the ball out? That's classic. <laughs> I'd like to say that. Zach Harper is the Corey Brewer like biographist, like the anthologist of Corey That's my Brewer. Guy. Corey Brewer's my guy, man. If there's you a Coach Thorpe, need Thorpe, to do a Corey, Corey, Corey Brewer. Brewer and I have been through it. Oh man, <laughs> Minnesota days. We have been through it. Oh man. Still never forget. I know I told the story a bunch, but his the night he scores fifty one. It was a random end of the season game of another meaningless Timberwolves season. He drops fifty one. We go to interview him because of course, like Post game, like Corey Brewer just dropped fifty one points. Got to do it. Don't get to talk to him for an hour because he has to he has to do drug testing, random drug testing. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> like, and he couldn't pee. Like he he was chugging water. He couldn't pee. So we have to wait for him to pee, just so oh, he can God. get like his drug test. So that we can, it was just a random uh, a random drug so he test. Could take his weed test. That's, That's amazing. Yeah, I'm sure they saw him drop fifty one. Like, all right, gotta go. Like, yeah, you know, you something's up. That's the, uh, that same night, I've told this story too, Zach, is I was in the locker room with LeBron and, in Miami and I go up to LeBron. I'm like, yo, did you see Corey Brewer drop 51? He's like, no. I was like, Corey Brewer. He goes, wait, who? <laughs> Jay, Jay, Guys, uh, we got the... Uh... The great Ethan Strauss coming to us from the Bay Area. Who? You got to do Ethan Strauss who come in here and just give his whole opinion on stuff and make it seem like it's coming from me. Ethan Strauss. Ethan. Who are you? Ethan Strauss. Uh, who am I? Who am did I? Did you do this drill in high school where you like ran up and down the court and like basketball calisthenics warming up, like running down the court doing this and then no. doing behind the back? On the back, yeah. Yeah. Three man weave. You ever feel like they gave you a better handle of the ball? Because I don't. <laughs> no. No. You, you know what gave you a better dribble. handle of the ball? You, you just needed to shoot. Oh, no, because I, I don't trust anybody to pass. I got to dribble the ball at the court. Yeah. So, Ethan, what helped what's me, up, man? me learn how to dribble was dribbling. I believe That's Ethan is in witness protection. Yeah, Ethan, are you good, bro? I'm great, man. Ethan Sherwood Strauss joining the Twitch stream. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan had two. Two articles last week that were bangers for subscription 
Yeah, uh, yeah, we don't talk about that. No, yeah, I was talking. Uh, I, I was trying to convince a player that the subscription model is different from the click model, and I could not convince him that it is no different to the player. The the click versus the subscription, but I do think it's different. Had. Not after the <laughs> week you had, Ethan. <laughs> Grow up, Ethan. They think you're publishing stuff just for clicks. No, but there's that there. It was, it was this discussion and it ended with me. Well, it ended with me saying, look, no, it's different. You got to get somebody to, to, to give over real money. That's a higher bar. Right. It's not just about clicks. And eventually he said, whatever, man, just hook me up when I'm in free agency. And that was how the conversation had. <laughs> wow. So Katie's trying to get your help to go to New York. That's okay. amazing. <laughs> Katie reconcile. That's that's another article right there. Fences, fences mended. I'm, tr- I'm trying to get. Me, and it's time for me to be a free agent. <laughs> I'm trying to get my face on here. I, I don't even know how to do it. I don't even know how to click, click it. Video button is a camera turn button. Camera on. Right turn the camera on. I don't. I don't know. Do. Oh yeah, there it is. There it is. Okay. So. Uh, Passing that living room. There we go. Oh, no. ah. There is a question for Ethan in the chat. Uh, will they will they make you go to New York when KD goes, Ethan? Yeah, because I have such a great relationship with him. <laughs> yeah. Access journalism, baby. Yeah, like I don't want to go to New York. I like the weather in the Bay a little better. But when you've got a relationship like the one we have, I really don't see any other option. <laughs> Ethan, I have a question for you. Uh, do you think if you were still working for ESPN, that he would have been okay with the questioning in the article since that he is, you know, now working with ESPN four days after he chastises you, he then launches his ESPN plus show and has a big feature about him. And, you know, cause he doesn't trust the media unless they're mm-hmm. promoting what he wants mm-hmm. and then like all in on the media. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. He might've, maybe I would have been screwing up the whole plan. Right. I might've uh-huh. been, uh, might've been foiling it. It might've been a, I thought we had an arrangement uh, situation. So I don't know. Uh, that's, that's a really good question in, in a strange way. I, I hadn't really even thought about that. Um, I hadn't thought about that aspect of it. Um, I'm, I'm still wary. I'm trying not to scoop myself because we've got an interesting Warriors Wednesday tomorrow. I, I, I don't want to give it all away. Oh, Mark, we got to tease it. Marcus Thompson will be stopping by oh. and, uh, I don't even know what will happen tonight going to the you game. Guys, you guys don't, game. you guys don't, you don't think you'll talk about a certain company, uh, purchasing office space in a certain <laughs> city in the state of New York. Like when, when that's not going to come up. Jade, we screwed up. We should have had 35 as the big number this week. Oh, that would, I'm Tom Haverstroh. <laughs> and you're watching the big number. <laughs> you guys about that before it happened, because that one was shout out to Ramona for uh, forgetting that. But that was one that we were, you know, we, we were, we were trying to do. And ultimately, ultimately she got it. But yeah, that's very interesting given that most production. Uh, oh, I love that. I love that old, I love that old journalism. Uh, pat on the back or so oh man we were trying to get that congratulations to this person for actually you know for actually bringing that new we almost had it she got it no we we heard a tip about it but she she got it got it so i mean she yeah. did better than we could do on it um but it, 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 most production companies are in los angeles so it's a very interesting choice of location i would say uh but i was amused i don't again i don't want to give it all away right here i was just amused i was amused by the sequence of events and it was funny to me that this entire thing happens. And then uh, that detail in the article about him on being a mogul comes out about buying the office space in New York. And it was just it was just funny. I mean, if you can't laugh at this, 
if I can't laugh at the situation I'm in, I don't even know why I got into this business in the first place. Yeah. And part of it that's funny to me too, is like, even though KD lost to the Warriors um, in 2016 and he was going to play there uh, the next year, like, I feel like he played hard, right? <laughs> like it's yeah. not like it, it 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 like severely affected his play that he knew he was leaving OKC. Like he tried to win. He, he wanted always to win a championship. Seems to come through on that level. I mean, it almost gets lost in all the conversation about him that this guy is kind of amazing at basketball. It's it's right. ridiculous. That's what he gets like, ready right big. Like he right now, this whole controversy is about to play hard for the Warriors mm. who currently pay him. I yeah. don't see – my thing is I don't see an actual direct conflict, which is why this whole thing is funny, right? Like when he's beef with Draymond's beefing with him and it's like, all right, so you telling me I'm not going to drop 30 in a big playoff game because I'm going to change teams next next summer? I don't buy that. And yeah, I don't no know. actual proof of that. Especially yeah, I Consider the last time he changed teams, he well, took the Warriors to seven games. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's something certainly to that, that it's all compartmentalized and basketball is his escape and he just always performs. I know a lot of people, though, who follow the Thunder would disagree with what you're saying and would mm. disagree about how that series ended um, and would say that he kind of faded out. But that's easy. That's easy to say. I mean, would we I would have thought that? Tired. Would, would we have thought that if he had not changed teams? I, I don't know. He was right? tired of Karen Russ. Ah, <laughs> I mean, so how much of this do you think the guys on the team feel like uh, Katie spent all summer drumming up interest in this story and now he doesn't want to talk about it? Do you see any kind of uh, animosity there? Uh, animosity in which direction? I mean, from then toward to KD because of I mean, again, he went on the tour, right? Like he did the Simmons mm-hmm. pod. He did the he was doing the video stuff. Mm-hmm. essentially to drum up all this drama around this year. Yeah. So when he goes to the Knicks next year, it's a big deal, right? Like, at least that's my, my understanding. That would be Is that the what, hold, on, interpretation. hold on, Ethan, what, could you, and Dave, could y'all like refresh my memory? What did he do? Like to, like, as far as attention drumming, cause I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to profess to be the most diligent KD watcher. <laughs> Just, you know what I'm saying? Like this interview comes out with him and Ramona. I'm like, do I really want to hear KD wax poetic about how diversified and you His know, I'm just, is. yeah, like <laughs> really? Like I do, I really want to read this about KD from K I, like this. People. I'd rather read about Andre Guadalla's portfolio. Yeah. I, like, look, this man, I was, I was sort like of casting point. aside the back-to-back finals MVPs and all the scoring titles. Uh, but when I heard that he invested in Postmates, oh buddy, I was blown away. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sound investment, Kevin. Oh um, my god! No, but seriously, what were the things that he was doing, like his press tours, to like drum up attention? Like, what well, did he do? Wasn't uh, that when the whole like blog boy thing happened, dude? Yeah, the, that was the blog boy yeah. thing. That was uh, Kleiman actually bringing up the Knicks. I mean, you know, Kleiman is I, I, maybe it's not even KD. Really, that's the guy. It's, yeah, KD's it's a seven foot marionette, right? right? Like that's what he well, is at this point. Like Rich is like. Rich is the guy who's driving all this. If you're if you are an agent named Rich, there is a good chance you're <laughs> going to steal a storyline right now, and you are going to make it just a completely chaotic situation for your clients. Yeah, I think that is what we have learned from this uh, part of the NBA season. But it's yeah. hard to resist the allure of hiring an agent named Rich. How can you resist if you right. are a top athlete? If, this if guy's were- named Rich. 
He's not yeah. going to be my agent? That's ridiculous. What right, I'm going to hire an person. agent named, named, named fucking Glenn? No, no. I'm <laughs> rich. Even if, I, if there was an agent named Wealth, I would hire that agent. Like, oh, you have to. Yeah, you, you have to. There's, there's no way. Yeah. Um, there's no way you can even resist that. Uh, you so you got to do it. It's, 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 it's an absolute must. So, yeah. Um, it's it, all very interesting stuff over here. It's hard though, man. I'm, I'm struggling not to reveal certain things, certain things I've said in the group chat because Waz tends to say what oh. we say in the group chat. I'm terrified <laughs> that he's going to say certain things. No, 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 it's been interesting behind the scenes. It's been interesting being at Oracle. Uh, I, I don't know what will happen tonight. Anything could happen. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's showing up to work. Is did you just an, threaten an, Kevin Durant? Uh, I did not just threaten <laughs> Kevin Durant, but you you're like, not. Uh, I, mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but, uh, we'll see tonight. You know, one of us uh, may have a knife. Who knows? <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, it's, you just do not want to make an enemy out of me. I mean, that's, that's, that's all I, that's, Hey, but Ethan, Ethan, what I appreciate about this is you're not shying away from the locker room. Like you're still going to work every day and talking to people, right? Yes. Yeah. That's part of the job. Oh, is it a little uncomfortable? Whatever. You have to show up and you have to do it. And look, uh, I, I don't know what, what am I going to do? Uh, just be, I mean, he's not a particularly, he might have been mad in the press conference, but he's not. I don't know. He's not an intimidating guy. I. I don't. And even if he was, I'll, you just have to show up. That's just what you have to do and be available. That is your job. So insofar I just love as the idea that KD might try to punch you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh my god! That's no. more he's just saying. Oh my god! I, I have to be careful. Twelve feet away. I got to be. <laughs> yeah, that reach. Yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be worried about that reach, you know. Yeah, it's not uh, JJ Bryan. That would be good case money, though, Ethan. <laughs> oh yeah, you get some of that Postmates money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, did, did he ever give so an explanation for uh, dodging the media for nine days? No, no. Well, his it wasn't his explanation in that little rant. Like you guys hound me every day about this. I have nothing to do with the Knicks. I don't know who traded Porzingis. They got nothing to do with me. I'm trying to play basketball. Y'all come here every day, ask me about free agency, ask my teammates, my coaches, rile up the fans about it. Y'all let us play basketball. That's all I'm saying. And now when I don't want to talk to y'all, it's a problem with me. Come on, man. Grow up. I, I basically went on a radio tour defending Ethan for like two days after that. I did like, I don't know, six or seven radio <laughs> hits. And they're, and they're asking me about this constantly. And I'm like, look. It's not like Ethan is in there, like asking him every single day. So, Katie, update on free agency. Marcus Thompson's in there. So, Katie, update on free agency. Like, that's it, not how it works. But that's isn't not that, how the media works. That, it it is, should, though. I mean, I, in a weird way, we'd probably be better media members if we were that annoying. And because that is what fans care about, we should probably be asking what fans care about. But that's just not how it goes. But it, it, it is funny. It, it was a little minor frustration because. You saw people accepting that premise because they didn't know any better because how how could they? You know, right. people aren't listening to the entire Warriors practice SoundCloud every day. They don't understand that does these that guys exist? it oh, does yeah, exist. Oh, yeah. It's up on the oh, internet. Wow. There are hardcore fans who will listen to the whole thing every day. Um and listen to the scrum. Uh, but, you know, how could they know? How could they know? They as far as they know, these guys sit down and we just repeatedly shout 
the same. Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? And you never hear about it unless they give an answer, and that's all that happens. But so he, I don't blame been, them for thinking that's what's happening. Surprised you didn't bring up all the waterboarding. Mm, yeah. My question is, which is it? He is mad that you didn't ask him or that you're asking him so much? <laughs> yeah, that was also that's strange. It, yeah, it was also, I mean, I, I, I was it yesterday that he was on ESPN and his issue then with me before he said that I didn't talk to him. And then the issue was that I would people, they come up to you and then they talk to people behind your back. And so does he, I don't know. I he, look, does man, he think like people in the grocery store are media. Like someone comes up to him in like the produce aisle and he, and they're like, Hey, where are you going next year? He's like, God, I wish these media questions would just stop. <laughs> <laughs> it was very like, strange. That thing, People act like it's it's a TMZ situation at the airport. Right. Like that's not how this goes, bro. No, it's like this is your job. And and before that, it was that I don't talk to him or I don't talk to players, which I don't know, a little hurtful. I feel like we've known each other for a few years, maybe not best friends, but it's like, you know, okay, okay, Kevin, I see you're trying to distance yourself from me, even though you've known me for a few years, this dude, Ethan Strauss. Okay. I see how it is. (laughs) Did you get a a blurb on, on Marcus's KD book that's coming out? Oh, I need to send that in. Ethan, I got a question. All right. So my, my thought on this is I think the thing that really got him upset was the notion that, uh, he thought he would be considered the best player in the league and wasn't, that didn't come from him. Right. I'm assuming, uh, he didn't say that to you. He did not say that to me, but if you keep telling everybody all the time about something, um, it is reportable. That is what I would say about that. So yeah. My assumption is that's the part that actually kind of hit him the hardest, right? Like to to have that out there in the public, not just among the team and his friends and Yeah. But that's hitting him every day, right? I mean he's he's living amongst that mentality, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's I, I don't know if that's what the thing was. I don't know, because he didn't say so. But it wouldn't be crazy if it was because when Bleacher Report tweeted that excerpt out, I just saw all these people making fun of him for it, which to me is a little bit silly because he actually does have a fair argument for being the best player in the NBA. Sure. Maybe he is. Maybe we'd say it's LeBron, but it's not crazy to think that. But it's not crazy to think KD is. But those same people don't hit LeBron for for coming out and saying that he thinks he's better than Jordan. They don't hit him the same way. Yeah, I I want that guy to think he's the best player. Well, well, I think from his perspective, his perspective maybe to be sympathetic to it. Okay, so you play LeBron in the finals, you average over thirty points in that finals, but LeBron wins that finals and he is crowned the best player in the NBA, even though he's formed the super team with the Miami Heat and you've been with your homegrown Thunder. Okay, okay, well that's how it works. I see how it goes. A few years later. You join your own super team in Golden State. You outplay him. I do think he outplayed him in that first finals. Uh, back in between. his homegrown town. <laughs> you outplay him. Um, he's back in his homegrown town. Good, good point by Zach. Uh, and you win finals MVP. You hit the biggest shot of the finals in his face. Yeah. And the end result is LeBron's still the best player. That's the consensus. So I could see that being somewhat frustrating if you are Kevin Durant. Yeah, and 
I just feel like some of this stuff, it's not that it's not true. It just seems like I, I don't want to believe these things. You know how we we always make fun of the fans because they believe these cutesy, folksy things about the players, right? Whereas with the KD and LeBron thing, it feels like KD is like Jonah Hill in Superbad and LeBron is like Miles Teller, right? Like it's like, <laughs> like the way, Teller in the way, <laughs> you mean yeah, he's like the, he's like the really mean, like jock type of dude. But the thing is like, you know, this idea that KD is constantly measuring himself against LeBron. It's like, Oh, LeBron doing that LA shit. I'm gonna do New York. LeBron did Miami. I'm going to do Golden State Super Team. LeBron, LeBron's number one. I'm number two. I'm going to take LeBron. It just seems weird that he's actually making decisions based on LeBron. Like, I, I mean, just, but, I just but, hard but to was, believe. is that about LeBron or is it just I want to be the best? Is LeBron. that just yeah, the competitive just, spirit LeBron and LeBron just, happens to be the bar? Yeah. That's fair. Well, like if or, that's the if that's the difference between him being the be- considered the best player in the league in the world, like it just so happens that LeBron has been there for the last decade. Ethan, uh, we mentioned, or I think Waz mentioned, like all right, whether we think LeBron is the best player in the world or Steph Curry is the best player in the world, you know, KD wants to be that. Which which player being accepted as the best in the world over KD do you think would bother him more, LeBron or Steph? Oh, Steph, Steph, hundred percent. Oh, reported, Ethan. Oh, that. Oh, he, for the for the pot. Since this is mostly a podcast video, Ethan just zipped his lips. He just zipped yeah. emojis. <laughs> there was an interview that happened a day after with with Durant. It's very awkward. I thought. Mm. And at the very All end of the interviews are awkward. And at the end of the clip, he, he flexed his wealth. I don't know if anyone caught that. And guys started playing a little harder. And I think they probably. They, I think they did add up. Um, Bump up the money if you win, so it's good, good too, good incentive for guys too. But I mean, you got guys making forty million, that little hundred thousand ain't nothing to most guys out there. But it's good to play for something. <laughs> yeah. uh, did he say that? <laughs> yeah. Because at the end of the day, um, all the people that was rooting on me to fail, um, you know, at the end of the day, they got to wake up tomorrow, have the same life that they had um, before they woke up today. You know, they got the same personal problems they had today. Eventually, I'm going to be told that I'm going to have to wake up the same day yes. and go back to my miserable life. Oh, exactly. That's the greatest quote in history of anything. <laughs> I get to go back to living my life. You know, I remember, I remember in that press conference, Ken Berger just – leans over to me and just goes, did he just say that? I was like, yeah. You know, they can get a few days or a few months or whatever the case may be on uh, being happy about um, not only myself, um, but the Miami Heat not accomplishing their goal, but you know, they got to get back to the real world at some I'm point. I'm getting so close to getting in trouble in this podcast. Every joke I want to make all the time is just something that's going to get me more so in trouble, but uh <laughs> I don't even know. So so Ethan, Ethan, can you help me with the timeline here? Because you were you were there or still are. He stopped talking when and was that an an announcement like I'm no longer talking to you guys or did it just kind of happen? You guys were got the mics out and you were like there was no announcement at all. It was um, we started to notice that he was kind of in a mood um, and he would just kind of sulk out of there before we were talking to anybody. That's kind of interesting. And then it just kept going. And we said, okay, this is kind of weird. And then at at a certain point uh, with the New York Knicks stuff and the Porzingis trade, 
uh, you start going, well, okay, well, let's, let's, let's look into this. I mean, we, we kind of have to look into it. We would be pom pom waving Bob Fitzgerald on the broadcast, uh, sycophants. If we just accepted this current state of affairs and went, well, this is completely normal and there's nothing to see here, given everything we've been hearing. Uh, from the start of the season before the season. So it precipitated the looking into uh, it, looking into it. And I guess that's the irony with a lot of things KD, which is that he often seems to conjure the situations he laments. And yeah, I mean, just play basketball. Sure. Uh, nobody's preventing that, right? Nobody's preventing you from doing that. Um, you have sort of created the situation we're all talking about. As much as he might want to blame me and as annoying as I might be, it is self self created. It is self generated. This all could have just been dealt with with a simple, boring uh, response. I, yeah. So no, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, seems, it seems like a retroactive reason to go on strike, right? Like, right. Let's yeah, shoehorn I, the whole New York Knicks thing, right? Or was was there New York Knicks chatter before that would cause him to go on strike? Well, I mean, we'd like to know. He might finally give an explanation of it, right? He might say, well, this is the reason, or I just liked not doing media, and then I fell into it. I fell into the pattern of it. There might be something like that, but it's difficult to know if he's not really if he's not really explaining it. I guess what's funny about it all, uh, too, is I'm not, I'm not big on the role of media and the importance of media. I, it doesn't, I'm not comfortable doing that, right? I'm happy that I get to show up to work and I get to have a living doing whatever this is, but I don't, I don't, I, I take it seriously in that I want to do a good job, but not in the institution itself. And I'm not, I'm not wagging my finger and going, Kevin must be available every day or it all falls apart. And we're the reason he's famous. If he didn't talk to us, he wouldn't be famous. I don't know. Maybe if there was no media, people would still want to watch these guys play basketball for all that I know. Uh, but we're going to talk about what's happening and what's happening is this guy just starts suddenly ducking media. Uh, we're, we're going to have to find any kind of a reason for why that might plausibly be occurring. And at least in this instance, oh. it precipitated talking about something that we wanted to talk about, which is we needed to discuss this. We've been talking to people with the warriors for a while about it and somebody needed to say it. Somebody needed to say that the warriors weren't confident that he was coming back. There have been a lot of rumors. There've been a lot of people whispering about it, but it needed to be said, I think, just because we shouldn't be dishonest when talking with the fans. I want to cut down that gap between what I know and what the fans know to as little as possible. It can't be nothing. I have to keep some things, but I want to cut it down to as little as possible. And I just didn't know at that point, and we didn't know at that point, why are we hiding this? Why are we hiding it? Well, you can get the gap to zero in your new book. Oh, Ooh, how about that? I'm excited oh. about this book, guys. There are going yeah, to be some very interesting scenes in this book. Things I can't discuss about what it's been like to be around Oracle Arena are going to find their way into the book. Guys, guys, can you do me this promo without saying saying so much? Um, on the, uh, you know, whatever we want to call it, what the, it, it, the, the group chat that involves certain people. And now I feel like it'd be an exclusionary because it involves half the squares I'm looking at, but not half not the me. squares. Wow. Wow. Through, not through, me either. Through, not me either, Dave, because I was at CBS at the time. So I didn't get in on the cool club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly what happened. Um, what do you think of these things I've been sharing that will be scenes in the book without revealing what the scenes are? Why? I don't want to reveal anything, but I think by the time 
people read it, they're going to be more open to believing it to be fact. Right. <laughs> I think if some of this stuff came out right now, a lot of people, fans specifically, because they have these ideas about players, would be like, oh, please, what do you know? Blah, blah, blah. But I think by the time your book's book comes out and all of the things that will have happened around this team, people are going to receive it well and KD's going to get some some nice questions. <laughs> I, I would say this uh, on my the, – the back page of the book, I would say Ethan is very well-sourced. Just, just that. Okay. It's not – the idea that Ethan doesn't talk to players, coaches, executives, or agents I love this as a, I love this as a blurb. It just like like justifying Ethan, Ethan well being able to write a book. Yeah, that's a great blurb. Uh, guys, we could keep up this discussion all day. Speaking of keeping it up, guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, bad back, something worse, guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of it myself. I got tears in my in my rotator cuff I've had for years. Still haven't gotten it fixed. Uh, the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it at all. Like they just kind of hide from it. That's not the way we do that. It's 2019. We're open about what we're going through, guys. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. One-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication discreetly right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms. All right. There's no awkward face to face conversation with the doctor or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy where you got to get that ED medication. Handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is you visit getroman.com slash B2B, fill out a brief medical onboarding. You get to chat with the doctor and then get FDA approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. It's not going to say ED meds on it. It's just going to be like a little brown box. You're going to be fine. And now that way you can take care of it. You go online and get checked by a doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that we don't tackle, but with Roman, it's really easy to take care of it. So you just go in there and you take care of it, sign up, and again, free online visit. GetRoman.com slash B2B. That's GetRoman.com slash B2B for a free online visit. GetRoman.com slash B2B. Take care of it, guys. It's not a big so, deal anymore. Do we, do we get free samples? Number, speaking of big numbers. Me, me undies sent me some free – not me undies. Uh, Mac Weldon has sent me some samples. I wonder if Roman got – did we examples ever, for your boy. Did we ever do a read for Mac Weldon or do like wasn't that kind of? I, did, I think we just part? took the yeah. We just, we just took the undies. I, I, yeah. I'm honestly thinking about doing this consultation. That's just me. You don't, well, Jade. Here's what I would say, Jade. You don't have to say honestly anymore because yeah. you know it's totally, it's yeah, totally it's normal. Uh, speaking of big number, new big number today on the Warriors, Ethan. <laughs> uh, today's big number is minus four. That's the plus minus for the Warriors starting lineup this season after faltering in several games. Why is the Warriors starting lineup been so bad lately? Ethan Strauss, do you have any idea? Because I could tell you. Wait, wait, wait. There, there are on court. There are there are there are on court things happening of the state that's won 15 <laughs> out of 16 games. What? Yes. The, uh, what? There, there are Highly games anticipated, much anticipated starting lineup with Boogie Cousins started uh -huh. out of the gate. The first two games a plus mm. 35 since then mm. they are minus 39. And there's this really fascinating reason why they haven't been doing well out of the gate. You know, they, is, they don't play all called, the 
is it called pick and roll defense or do we have a different reason, Tom? What is it? Yeah, we have a different reason. It is Mm. that lineup is the single worst defensive rebounding lineup in the NBA. So the opponent just get second chance opportunities like crazy to Marcus Cousins. Yeah. Oh, Tom, oh, thought, the heat, the heat were rebounding yeah. everything. Tom, I thought Cousins was going to like gobble up all those rebounds. There was a, a Warriors expert who doesn't really show up to the arena and talk to people. Yeah, dude, Ethan Strauss who come in here and just give his whole opinion on stuff and make it seem like it's coming from me. And he told me that they were just gonna they were just gonna grab every defensive rebound that was gonna all of them. Yeah. Every single one. Every single one. Every single one. Well, it's interesting as to why that is happening. That's definitely one for looking at looking at the film and figuring out because in theory, that lineup is a pretty good rebounding lineup. I mean, Clay's not the best rebounder, but everybody else is a good Steph rebounder. Is a good rebounder. Steph is a yeah. great rebounder, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. here's the other thing. Uh, mm-hmm. as I point out in the big number, Ethan, it's a great point. Why why is this happening? Well, the second worst opponent offensive rebounding <clears throat> lineup is the same starting lineup, but with Iguodala in there. So the Boogie Cousins lineup is surrendering 33% uh, defense. So like the the opponent is recovering 33% of their misses, which is super high rate. The second worst is 30%. And that's with Iguodala in place of Boogie in the death lineup, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, so not, everybody, not everybody has those uh, Kevon Looney mitts. Not every yeah. not everybody has those sticky hands of old old Kevon old loon dog. Um, I would suspect, and I would want to go back to the film that it might have something to do with how they're playing pick and roll defense, and maybe the way Cousins is getting pulled out of the paint, and maybe because they're human beings, uh, guys can slack a little bit when they think somebody else has it and when they think, okay, Boogie's got it. Uh, I think there was a famous instance of that where um, this team couldn't figure out why this great defensive player, why, uh, why, why the defense wasn't better when this great shot blocker was on the floor. And they went painstakingly through the film and they couldn't really peg it on the shot blocker. He was doing a great job, but eventually they deduced that everybody else that was their moment to slack. And that was the mm. moment not to, <laughs> not to really get in there. And so uh, human beings, they're not, they're not robots. Uh, but that would be my suspicion. And it's a good, this is why I love having the big numbers. Uh, it's th- they are good indicators for what to investigate more. So, so which team would you be more scared of in the playoffs? Uh, Denver, I think they're the second best offensive rebounding team or OKC, the fourth best rebounding uh, offensive rebounding team. It's, an, it's been an, OKC all year. Yeah, I just think OKC has more talent. Nate Duncan argues vigorously on this. Nate Duncan is a, a, an OKC doubter. I think I'm more of a traditionalist. I see the all stars. <laughs> I see the nasty defense and the MVP candidates. Oh my God, Dave, you got to stop with this fucking thing. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. Here's the thing. It's when not he, just when Dave, he goes, though. No, 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 no. When he goes three for 19 in a playoff game, I want you to call him MVP all yeah, but the time. MVP is a regular MVP. season award. God. Yeah, yeah. Regular I'm with Dave on this one. In the conversation, sure. There's yeah, like yeah. nine guys in the conversation. All right. Well, like, actually, we no, I think it's a three man conversation. I think it's a two man conversation that Paul George, over the last three weeks, has wedged his way towards. Like, Giannis and wedged. Harden have done it all season long. Like, See, like I think they have. Paul George has done it all season long. He's been yeah. he's been fantastic all year and playing oh, all yeah, NBA like, Defensive Player of the Year level defense, which James Harden's not. No, but Giannis is. 
Giannis is. Well, no, Giannis, I think, is the clear front runner. But I just mean drag Kenneth Fareed into wins. Okay, no one can drag Kenneth Fareed to wins. He is a meaningless player. Gerald Green is barely an NBA player. But they're not. The thing is, so they're fit. They're fifth in the West. Are we just are we over the idea that the whole season matters and that winning games matters? Because Harden's done this. The last 30 games are 20 and 10, which is basically the same record as the Thunder. Right. Russ win an MVP. I, win I know. Seven. And and then Harden and Kawhi both got robbed. No, they, no, 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 yeah. no, no, we're not doing that either. Yes. No, Russ deserved it. Just like, that's like saying, oh, Steve Nash didn't deserve the MVP. Shaq deserved the MVP. No, they both did. Steve Nash has won the vote. Like right. Russ absolutely deserved MVP. Oh, I that think team. Russ absolutely, not really. Harden, no, Harden, not really. He wasn't as good as those other guys. Yeah, he, he was. didn't. Not really. He played he for his own stats. He, he played for he played for his own stats, and his team wasn't anything special. I'm sorry, that's not an MVP. That's not an MVP selection. I, I thought it was a, it was a sound one. It was a I disagree. We, I, like even at the time, I just thought, you know, we can <laughs> we can determine whether like what the value of the work that Russ actually did is. But at the end of the day, he did the work, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, but <laughs> like, when he did it, though. How many games did that team win again? Was it something like forty-seven? Five or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's not MVP. This isn't baseball. This isn't baseball. Yes. We don't do that. Look, I'm sorry. This isn't baseball. This is Ethan comes out. Yes. Traditionally, and some traditions are worth upholding is an award we give to a top tier team, to somebody who is important to making a top tier team top tier. It's not about I gave the most war to my particular team. I had the most wins over replacement value. That's not how we do this. That's not how we've done this. And I like that's not how we've done. I mean, like the the Lakers. when did you now turn he's atta- 59? Now he's attacking analytics. Ethan. He's attacking <laughs> analytics. Uh, well, I agree with him. I'm not attacking analytics. I just think that there's an argument for the idea of the there's NBA. There's an argument to be made. The NBA is top heavy, right? The NBA, you are relevant if you are at the top. And maybe you are the best player. Maybe you've given the most wins, right? You've given the most wins, but it ultimately doesn't matter that much if your team is not in a position to succeed beyond that. And that's well, just how it is. Why do we make that Russell Westbrook's uh, fault that he didn't have KD? Like, why Why do we? Well, well technically. I just caught myself. <laughs> I mean, listen, maybe, again, this is the, the issue. Like, it's not most outstanding player it's not best offensive player it's mvp like for 30 years it was one of the top two teams in either conference for 60 years there was no unanimous mvp and then we get steph right like well right but that like that's the problem i have is is that it's then and it's lebron why does steph get to be the first unanimous mvp jordan never got it you know why does why does Mario Rivera get to be unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer? Babe Ruth didn't get that on it. Like what? Like this idea of well, we've done it this way is a horrible argument. It's no, a I, argument. No, I think certain traditions are stupid and certain traditions are worth upholding. You don't like round numbers. You think it's ridiculous when we celebrate someone scoring fifty when forty nine is almost as good. Like you're very on record of saying I like, like to celebrate wins. Stupid. Yeah. I well, think wins are important. <laughs> <on a laughs> day. So what do you, like? That's pretty good. In a conference, say, in a conference, hold on. In a conference where we go, 
This conference is unfair. We got to get rid of Eastern Conference playoff teams to get more of these teams in the conference. In that conference, after losing the, you know, arguably the best player in the world on a shitty team that didn't have any offensive firepower, who needed him to drag them through the clutch, and he did it at least 47 times that season. I, I have no argument against Russell Westbrook winning the pretty good player of the year award, Zach. If that's oh your appraisal, that's pretty good. No, honestly, <laughs> even that, that season, though, um, they won a bunch of close games, and the only reason those games were won was because of Russ. Yeah, we should say. I'm not making an argument that that Russ was was trash. I think he had a great he yeah. had a great season, and even if he was stat hunting Same. in the aggregate. He was benefiting. It was better for him to stat hunt than have anybody else do anything. Saying he didn't deserve it is crap. Like that's that's too internet for me. That's way. I I think Harden and Kawhi were more deserving. I I observe your argument that multiple people can can deserve, but one person wins. I just don't follow you down that road completely. I I do think at a certain point we can say that somebody doesn't deserve the award because other people by the way we have been doing this do deserve the award. And frankly, I just think other people were better that season too. I, that's, that's, that's the other. And we say, and we say all of that to say Zach, that Giannis has been better than Paul George this year. Yeah. And James Harden. (laughs) Yeah. He's not the best team in the league. Of course he's been better than those guys. He's leading the best team through the Eastern conference. The rough and tumble Eastern conference was Ethan. Your (laughs) argument would be Ethan. Your argument would be, uh, James Harden, if he was so good, why are they doing just fine without him on the floor? Because the argument for James Harden would be if he didn't play, they'd be a lottery team. But the actual evidence says the, not the opposite, but it doesn't back that up at all. Wait, so, why are we talking about James Harden? What happened? When you said you said, I don't think that players should be uh, on 45 win teams considered for an MVP because <laughs> My grandfather voted that way and we should too. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a different, it's a different argument. It's that it's, it's like if a tree you can falls, have super, if you the can tree have a falls, the forest doesn't make a sound. If you have given your team, if you've taken your team from being in the lottery to, I don't know, a first round exit. Okay, how much value added is that really? It actually matters also, more to so, go from fifty. It goes. Also, it matters more to go from fifty to sixty than so it does. Dirk, uh, Dirk in two thousand seven should not have won MVP because he was a first round exit. Well, we don't know that at that time. I'm totally cool. By the way, if we want to have a different tradition of giving MVP after the season think, is over, I think what you're getting at is you want uh, MVP to, to be decided on championships added probability. Yeah, he just did, like he, did, he just wanted he just wanted step together. Yeah. That's what it is. No, that's, I th- honestly, that's too. I think honestly, though, Ethan has a point in the sense that like we've 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 just come accustomed to better MVP seasons, right? Like Shaq's best all, season not, or LeBron's be best team season. It's just like there was no way Shaq's best season in the NBA, his team would win 45 games. Just not possible, right? <laughs> For Shaq to be at the top of his game and his team only win 45. So Ethan's like, we're giving the MVP to a guy who's dragging his team. Like, it just... But, but here's, here's my issue with that, Watts. Like, I, I get that. I, I just want to say, like, what was... Was that style of play the most optimal to winning all those games? I, I know the plus minus says what it says, but that level I mean, of ball dominance. I, I heard from people in What's OKC up? that he lost weight that summer. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, the NBA referees have clarified. Okay, the tweet is well, that escalated quickly. When we talk about, quote, losing control, we're talking about a 
quote, fumble. Below is the fumble rule. It is legal for a player to fumble, in parentheses, even without a defender touching the ball. Then reestablish possession and his pivot foot. And then the section 17, or yes, section 17, the rule says a player who is holding the ball and fumbles it out of his control may recover the ball. If his pivot foot moves to recover the ball, he must then pass or shoot the ball. If he fumbles and recovers it without moving his pivot foot and before the ball touches the floor, he retains his status before the fumble. So they then follow it up by saying fumble equals legal. And no travel. Yeah. No fumble equals travel. Here's the thing. Tom, he didn't fumble the fucking ball. That's the point. No, <laughs> Tom, I've, been, in his I've been playing basketball since I was six years old. That's a fucking walk. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but but here's what's going to happen. James Harden right now is working on a new move. Yes. Yeah, and he's going <laughs> to test the limits. I can't wait for this. Absolutely, man. I love it. I love he's gonna, it. He's gonna the most innovative the player in the league. And he's no, going to test no. the limits of this rule. The the Birdman gym where he's rubbing his hands. That was James Harden watching that Absolutely. highlight last night. <laughs> Actually, are we sure James Harden isn't behind, isn't the one running the refs account? That's a great like that's question. His burner? That's a great question. I love, I, I love how he's the guy who finds the glitch. James Harden actually studied the the technical like textbook definition of these rules and padded his Absolutely. moves after them. Yeah. Here's the thing: before each season. Before each season, like refs will come talk to teams and yeah. players and all that stuff and media and let them know all that stuff. Like I guarantee James Harden was talking to them going, He's okay, so well, can I do this? Like if I'm doing this, yeah. the footwork, can I do this? And like, yeah, that's legal. Yeah. He's all right. I'm going to fuck him up. He's perfected it. Yeah. He's, he's I'm watching this man. video again, guys. Blake Griffin <laughs> comes to, to contest and block it. And then Bradley Beal goes, oh, shit. And then has to like go the other way. There was no right. fumble. There was no – it was, no, oh, Tom, he's going to block this into the front row. I got to, like, do something Tom, else. He became yeah. Saquon Barkley. Like, that's <laughs> what happened. Like, he just started running with the ball. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He went to put it back down to dribble again. All right. The um, Okay, here's the ratio. Here's the update at 12.48 p.m. on Tuesday. 1,426 – Wait, hold on. That's retweets. Holy cow. I'm going to get this number right. All right. 3.3 thousand comments and 1.4 retweets. Actually, they're improving their ratio. It's amazing engagement there for mm. them. <laughs> um, hey, is there any chance Vince Carter is going to be in the dunk contest? No. Oh, that Surprise. would be. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be great. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be super fun. I'd like to see no what chance. he can do. Um, like, there's no way Dirk gets around the three point line in a minute, right? No, how funny was, how funny was the Houston Rockets trying to pump up Harden's defense by showing oh that God. steal on Dirk. I was laughing I so had, hard. I made fun of that. I have had nothing but Rockets fans go, well, you know, he's, he, he's one of the best post defenders in the league. Like, oh, he, he's he's third in steals. Oh, he's got so many deflections. Okay. Like saying, saying your guard, your shooting guard is one of the best post defenders in the league. It's like me going, hey, Tom, how's the safety rating on your car? And you go, the windshield wipers are phenomenal. Yeah, this cornerback. <laughs> like that's, well, this cor- but hold up. So, this cornerback can tackle. Right? Like he, I think they, Harden should be guarding fours anyway. Like this, that should just be a thing. Posting up James Harden time. What does that happen? Two times a game? Three times a game? 
Yeah, that's like, what I good, mean. It's like, good. It's good. It's it's harder to be abused on a switch if you can if you can post defend to be sure. But no. it's still it's still it's, 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 it's not distract ourselves from the hilarity of just feeble Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, Harden robbing uh, this rocking chair. Yeah. <laughs> just absolutely the, not not the highlight to really you know not the the highlight to puff your chest out about. I was so amused by that. I don't want to ruin friendships that certain people on this podcast maybe have with others, but this has to be a direct order from Daryl Morey to keep pumping up just the most mundane shit that James Harden does in order to keep this MVP thing going, because that is Daryl Morey's MO is nothing but, you know, promotion, promotion, promotion all the time. Promotion. Let me take a break to leak something to the media promotion, 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 leak something to the media. Promotion, I, I, I want to write, I want to write, and I, I couldn't do it as well as Michael Lewis, who did write about Daryl Morey and the Rockets many years ago. But maybe Michael Lewis should do the next version of Moneyball, but it's called MVP Ball. And he hangs out in Houston and examines the genius and the analytics behind getting a one-man MVP and just totally writes the book from that perspective. That's it's the Russell Westbrook playbook. Right, like this is this is the funny thing, and I pointed this out before that Daryl Morey has a little bit of an issue where with Russell Westbrook and what happened to winning. He stole Ethan's mm-hmm. thing. What happened to winning? Yeah. Now we'll see what his argument is. Yeah. What happened to what happened to winning? Look, we we, we love you, Daryl. We kid because we love. Although I, I, I don't know if I love. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to Sloan. Didn't get my invite. Most of the job he does. Mm. I would say that. I enjoy his candor is what I would say about, about Daryl Morey. I enjoy his candor. I I would appreciate the candor more if it didn't come out with like, I get, he has to promote James Harden. Like that's part of the job. Right. I get that. I just would like less of that. To me, it's a lot of candor. Yeah. To me, it's not like, it's not like when uh, the Raptors are trying to get in, you know, uh, all-star voting for Kyle Lowry after every single play. Like that's what it becomes. Like, um, oh, drive by Kyle Lowry, hashtag NBA ballot, right? Like that's, that's, way, that's so the issue. This, this is so – maybe Tom should speak because I'm bringing up something from months and months ago. So maybe Tom, well, Tom. My thing is if, you're, if your guy is averaging 40 points through the entire month of January and they're winning very improbable games. Yeah. Hmm. Are, I, I, wait, are we it, back to talking about Russell Westbrook's MVP season? I think we're, we're, we're back to Tom curating the Haver show – Guest list and try uh, to snap it up. Already, already nailed it. Already, right, here's yeah. the thing, Tom. If you're averaging 40 points for for a month, you I don't need someone to tell me that's great. I know that's great. I've been watching it for a month. He's been yeah. unreal. I don't need someone to be like, you know, this is MVP caliber yeah. stuff. Like, oh shit, I never considered that. I never yeah. considered someone averaging 40 points for a month would be an MVP candidate. Like, of course. I don't need yeah, that but beating I, over I think, my head. I think he is more likely to be talking about his star player doing amazing things because he's doing amazing things. I get that like it's overdone and it's road, it's overkill. Sure. I almost said roadkill. Uh, it's overkill. That's them in the playoffs. I think, I think Zach maybe just, he wants- just knows that this is the big goal of the season is like, right. hey, uh, so we have they, no chance of taking down right, the Warriors. Out there this, is, Tucker this is, is our chance player of the year. I think it was a little much for him to uh, send the singing telegram he sent to my house about it. I think that was a little bit over the line. <laughs> Tucker hey, can- crossing up Luka Doncic and then throwing the ball out of bounds. He crossed Luka Doncic, gets in the lane, throws the ball out of bounds like he's hot sauce on the N one tour. Like it was so incredible. Harden double in the corner finds Tucker. Ooh. Ooh. 
Oh my god. Oh, you gotta shoot that. Come Tucker. on, PJ. You gotta you shoot. You cross that somebody, one. you pull up and you shoot That's it. That's one of the best plays of the season. Well, I think one of the reasons why that kind of play is so funny is you'd never see it in pickup. You see bad passes in pickup, but we're not locked so much into strategy and running plays that we would have this reflexive expectation that somebody would be in a part of the court in the quarter when they just wouldn't be there at all. I've never seen, even though pickup players are so much worse, I've never seen that in a pickup basketball game of there being literally nobody in the corner and the ball just being whipped to the corner like that. That's why it's so funny. The rule is always like, all right, if you get, if you cross someone up, you better hit the shot because that completes the highlight, right? And instead of hitting a shot or even taking a shot, he throws the ball into the crowd. Like it was just, you, it's not only basketball. that, Zach, but to where he usually is. Right, exactly. Right. Like maybe he thought he was passing to himself. <laughs> like I don't know what he maybe he thought he was Bradley Beal in that thing. I don't know what he thought he was doing. <laughs> hey, uh, guys, this is the first show we've done since the trade deadline. I want to make sure we talk about the Pelicans and the Lakers. Ah, yes, we, that's before saga. we wrap those star cross lovers, my, my, my God, that war of leaks, that war of leaked information um, question uh, in regards to the fine situation, right? Uh-huh. Is, is, is this just Which a star situation? Well, all right, because there's been a, let me clarify. It's a great, great point. <laughs> <laughs> the league allegedly threatening to fine uh, the Pelicans a hundred thousand dollars per game, as was reported by ESPN, which then Mike Bass of NBA PR said that didn't happen. So here's my question is, is this just a star thing? Because we don't have a problem when J.R. Smith's sent home. We don't have a problem when Zach Randolph doesn't get to dress. We don't have a problem when Chandler Parsons doesn't get to dress. We don't have a problem this, when Melo's This home. is a criticism that I'm so, hearing more frequently from basketball executives so why, why is shut him down. Like they right. don't, you don't have to play anybody. Yeah. Really this is, the, the basketball ops people who have a very specific perspective on these matters. Um, so I'm just presenting their perspective from what I've been hearing from people who work in basketball ops is new Orleans is getting completely screwed over. This is totally unfair. Uh, why can't they make a determination and say when a guy wants to leave that, Hey, you're not playing anymore and we're shutting you down. And furthermore, Adam Silver needs to get a handle on this because it just looks like superstars are running the league even beyond the influence one might expect with them being superstars. That is, I'm hearing a lot of that. I don't know if you guys are hearing a lot of that, but at at least on my phone, I'm hearing a lot of that. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a lot of you are well sourced, Ethan. So if 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 Anthony Davis, I don't talk to anybody. It's all from my couch. It's all from my couch. Never been to a Warriors game. If Anthony Davis tears his ACL or you know some terrible injury that we don't want him to get, then what? Well, here's right? the, Is the league going to argument... compensate the Pelicans somehow? Yeah. And Dave, here's the argument I, I hate in rebuttal to that, right? Is they go, well, he could injure himself working out. Yes, he could, but he typically injures himself playing basketball, right? Not working out. And, and so is... let's prevent against that. There are the other, the other piece of track this. how often he has to go back to the locker room in the middle of a game. Oh my God. He leads the league in that. And the other piece of this guys is that a week earlier, a certain NBA star sat out to rest on a non back to back on an ABC Saturday night game against the Warriors. Yeah. 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 Because uh, the uh, team was trying to prevent an injury happening to their star player that could, I don't know, be uh, a huge consequence to their playoff hopes. Yeah. yeah. So load management, load management. So like it is, it is difficult to argue that the Pelicans were never, doing something different. stops me from laughing. If I hear it's Logan, a, it's, I it's always it's laugh. So All right, so why wouldn't the Pelicans just start the game with AD 
and then sit them after three minutes every game. Well, the, the, that's the Cavs, he's not going to be. That, that's going to kill his statistics, and I don't think he's going to be very happy with that. Um, well, then maybe it makes sense to mutually agree to sit. Yeah. I think it makes sense to mutually agree to sit. I, I don't yeah. see the profit in him playing out the remainder of the season beyond, you know. I mean, the profit is payback, Ethan. That's the profit. That's good. Payback. Take that, Dell. I'm going to injure myself, Dell. How about yeah. that? How about Tom, that? Tom, well, Tom, I'm good enough to play. We're going to win more games than you want want us to because yeah. you guys are going to trade me this summer. And we're no longer a team that cares about winning that much. Um that's I mean, that seems to be the obvious answer to me. It's like yeah. I asked you guys nicely this well, kind of nicely to, to get me out of here and you didn't do it. Now you deal with the consequences. But like I said previously, man, I kind of want to see these guys go back to not asking for it. Just leave. Just leave when your contract yeah. is up. Don't yeah. say anything. Just leave them high and dry. It's better. Everybody likes it more. Yeah, Tom, he's on a max deal. Right. So there are no like real in, like there are no incentive bumps with what he's doing. Right. Like he's on the, he's on the maximum. So like, oh, what is, mate. what is the benefit for AD? I mean, maybe there's endorsement stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. There could stuff. be endorsement. Nike yeah, but often has the, little clauses in their contract about how many games and sure. But first teams, that. Team that. but, but if this is a situation like Tom, like what is the benefit to Anthony Davis deciding to play? Like other than like, I'm a competitor, I want to be out there with my guys, all that, all that bullshit. Like there is like, I don't understand like how, Rich Paul and his and his people like I don't. How do you not convince him? Like, man, you got to sit. I I I don't know the answer to that question. Nah, you got to play. Honestly, again, I mean, I was um, the team. um, Zach, you got to be like, okay, you can play for one minute. If you're AD, if you're AD and (laughs) your agent is leaking this stuff, your dad is telling Ramona that you hate Boston. You know the Pelicans are like, fuck you. That's where we're sending you. It's We're kind of in open rebellion and war against each other. So yeah. you got to play. You can't sit out. You can't help them at this point because they obviously shoved how you perceive to you perceive them having shoved their finger in your eyes. So you got to fight fire with fire. Yeah, but you lost. It's over. I, right. I feel it's almost like yeah. I watched uh, in succession the uh, the, the, the the vote. On who runs the company, yeah. the um, what what is that called again? That that vote having to call on it, whatever. But you know, at, at this point, Council. there's that moment. The bear hug. Well, just Logan, Logan Roy. It's over. I'm chairman. Casting vote. I win. It's fucking over. You lost. You lost. Fuck <laughs> off. You know that's that's right, that's. What he, it's it's over. He lost. And it is what it is, and he can have this uh, fight with the Pelicans, no, but it's can, done. But, but this is this was part of this was part of the the tactics, though. It's like you're really gonna keep us here for well, the rest of the season. Well, I got I play. Okay, so what, I, what, I, I, what like Zach, is good the for the gander, right? Like so, so Clutch wants yeah. to play hardball with the team. Why doesn't the team play hardball with them? Why don't they say, okay, they tried. we will they took them out of the no, video. No, no. They thought they but were done. They can they do were it like, now. All right, cool. You so, don't want to. Okay, AD, you want to play? We will play you no, for one minute. We will watch your your stats tank. Uh, there's nothing. No they one can make they them can't do play it because AD is a prominent minute. player. This is not Iman Shumpert. The, but the league cares. The off the league offices care. Well, like a visible the league guy. Just said they didn't threaten to find him. We'll see. We <laughs> shall we'll see. Was we but shall? We, like I'm, I'm just saying. Like we haven't seen a guy this prominent 
a top five NBA player just I, told, go home. Us, we are all Pelican stands in this chat right That's now. It. That's it. I mean, I'm saying they should be. The Pelicans should be trying to do this. But if you're AD, you should be trying to play, in my opinion. Like, that's how this has to go. Because you can't have your bluff call this way. And you just back. Like, you look weak. You look weak if you don't try to play. Who? You mean AD? AD, yeah. clutch, everybody. Sure, it's like, you don't right. have to listen and, to these guys if, when they do their hardball tactics. They're I, I agree. I agree. But I think that the Pelicans won this negotiation. They won this battle. Right. So if you're Anthony Davis, you should just be contrite and do what they want you to do, which is go home. He should just go home and he should train and do all that stuff and be ready to move on this summer. Well, see, That's I, it. See, I, I think you I think you guys I want think you're to too like, anti management to no, see it from that not, side. No, I understand the side. This okay. side makes sense. Right. But what I'm saying is if you're KD, it's basically like. Patrick Beverly, he's down in the, he's down 25 points with three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. He's still diving at guys. He's yeah. still going hard. To me, KD should be doing that. I mean, um, AD should be doing that. You know, no. as far as AD should dive, even when he like gets straight into the Lakers and they're trying to win a title, he needs to stay upright because that no. dude breaks way too often. He actually doesn't miss it. Like he's played in like 83% of the possible games he could play, which is not like, it's not like he's missed half the games. Um, but that guy it gets injured so much. He's always carrying a finger injury or a wrist or an ankle or something like that. And so from the Pelican standpoint, man, like I completely understand you want to protect this asset that you, I mean, I thought it was a good haul. I thought they should, probably should have done that trade, right? Like they were getting everything. If they really getting four picks and the unprotected in the future and I think it was all the young two guys, or three, yeah. but oh, all those young guys, I mean, you know, you at least are ready to hit like it's a short reset because you've got assets. You've got guys who are probably going to be decent players. You still got drew holiday. Like they could have maybe come back next year and not been a terrible team. But the the debate there is then do you want to bottom out? Right? Like, I don't know. And, and they didn't get a star, right? If, if you thought Brandon Ingram was going to be like a top 15 player in a couple of years, then that deal, that deal definitely got done. Right. right? So. Or if you know, if they, if they had De'Aaron Fox instead of Lonzo, you know, like there's a bunch of stuff that 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 makes the deal a little different. And I, and again, like the Pelicans, they're doing what's smart. Right. This is right. A, basically a game of chicken being played. Absolutely. And again, part of the calculation on KD's part is like, y'all really going to try to sit me the whole year like this. Is, and again, because it's going to look bad. it's going to look you want to sell these tickets. <laughs> AD is not Iman Shumpert. He's not J.R. Smith. Right. He's not like certain players who, you know, they be dogs howling at the moon talking about they want to be moved. They want this. They want that. AD matters. Right. Also, with the rest of those guys, aside from Chandler Parsons, there was a mutual agreement. Right. Like right. J.R. Smith and the Cavs, they they decided he's not going to come back. Right. Um, you know, I think the same with Melo. You know, so they're kind of apples and oranges. Let, let me talk. Let's talk about Magic Johnson real quick, because. Magic's not really good at this. Like he In can't what just. Sense? Oh man, he can't help himself. He can't keep his mouth shut. He can't. Um, like he, they were leaking so much stuff, and it was so bad that he had to fly to Philadelphia and tell these kids to like grow up. Basically, I mean, it, it's not like that's not the best look. I think Magic yeah. might quit this summer. That's just my my gut, right? Like <laughs> Magic might just say, uh, "No, I'm not built for this." I mean, like I love Magic Johnson. Yeah. Like, 
historically, right? Like he's incredible. I think the but, I think the all I think the whole New Orleans wasn't negotiating in good faith shit. Like get out of here. Yeah, shut like, up. Like no, get out of here with that. Like, you lost. like that's you lost. like this, you you tried and you failed. This isn't like oh they they you guys somehow were some aggrieved party here. Right? Like no, you're trying to poach a player. Yeah. One of the best players in the league. Like, do you, you think you're supposed to just swoop in and be like, oh, this is ours? Like my ham like, sandwich. Why don't you like, like my ham sandwich? Why? That was a clutch <laughs> cover story. Yeah, of course. That basically made the Lakers look like victims. It's, it's damage control That's what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that doesn't bet. No, nobody will ever view the Lakers as victims. No, the Lakers no, fans will. No, Lakers it's, fans. it's, it's okay, a base Lakers thing. It's rallying the base. Yeah, yeah. It's a rallying hey, the base technique. The They're Not building you. a wall. Was. Got you. You're building a wall. It's, you know, just the, it's just like no, guys. You're you. And the AD thing is not one of those things where the Lakers are staring at cap space over the summer. Um, AD staring at the cap space. Uh, the New Orleans is, and it's like, guys, we got the cap space. Right. We want to make this happen a little earlier. Let's make it sweeter. For but you. it always so- made. Here's the thing, man. It always made more sense for New Orleans to wait till the summer. But also for the Lakers to wait till the summer, because what they need to do is they need to sign another guy and then trade for AD. That's how they get three guys. That's how they they pair two more guys with LeBron. Now, unless they think they're not going to sign anybody. But LeBron wanted that run, wanted that last run. He, he wanted. He, to, he, want, he, he wants to. He wants to, to go after the Warriors. He's gonna be thirty-five <laughs> next year. Yeah, he wants to go after the Warriors this year. So he's like, "Come on, man, let's get KD and get this thing rolling." Yeah, but, but they thought we're gonna lose. It was like a yeah, series of, of unfortunate events with the with the groin, and then yeah. they just were too eager on that trade. I guess there's no way around it. I suppose maybe maybe not having Rich Paul as your agent maybe could have helped. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me ask you guys this. I mean, for Anthony Davis, like. Why even keep Rich Paul at this point? Like, what good is it? He's going to get that max no matter what. Like, so the money negotiation part is whatever. He can get to L.A. if he wants. I think the Rich Rich Paul Paul stuff is just straight up like, um, I feel like I'm dealing with somebody who knows how to navigate these waters. And I don't think it's fair to Rich Paul to say he screwed this up because the Lakers couldn't trade for AD. Overplayed his hand. Let's screwed it up might be a little strong, but overplayed his hand, in particular the media stuff. Like I think they were aggressive. They were I think they were, they were, they were very aggressive. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the there's also game. there's also a silent war going on behind behind the scenes, right? So with the with well, the franchises that don't like owners that don't like yes, LeBron, right? Yes, right. So yes. like the Suns owner, I don't think particularly likes LeBron. And there's probably a, a contingent of these guys that can't stand what he's doing with the league. They don't like the power move. You know, and so it's well, it's a relationship yeah. business, man. And you can't play the game the way that they have, which is extremely aggressive. I mean, and and forward thinking, like they're changing the game for other agents as well. Like, yeah, they really are. And but you yo, can't and do that again, without that's, that's why I, say, I can't wait till LeBron's an owner of a team when things all <laughs> turn around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, my my thing is going to be thing, like MJ. He's going to practice really to beat did. all those guys. They threw the kitchen sink at this thing. But again, there's ways to poison the water even more, right? Like this summer, like Boston could go ahead and trade. Like you can do this in a in a real ruthless manner. And like what, what, what I would say is how the owners negotiate with these motherfuckers when it's um, collective bargaining agreement time. Right. 
right? There's no niceties when it, when it comes to the leaks that they're doing. And they use these tactics against these guys all the time, sure. yeah. right? So this scorched earth mentality, I don't see a problem with it. Because to me, when you are a player who matters, again, you can't trade for me in Boston. And if I decide to make a stink in your facility, in your building, that's going to have an adverse effect. Right. It's not like trading for some, You're saying, you know, eighth man. You're Jimmy Butler. Oh, but my God. I don't think God, Anthony absolutely. Davis is built like that. I don't, I don't think, he's think so like either, that. but I'm saying it's a path. Sure. 100% it's a path, especially if you're Boston and you're like, and you think, well, shit, making all my picks, using all my assets and doing what I want, I can continue on this path and be a, a really successful franchise for years to come because, you know, Jason Tatum is the second coming. Um, I got... Marcus Smart, I got Jalen Brown, I got all these guys. It's, they're just great, right? right? I don't really need you, AD. I don't need this headache, theoretically. I think they're thinking in their head, come on, we're going to get AD in here. This team's going to be so sick. He's going to love Brad Stevens. He's going to love Gordon Hayward. Like, <laughs> you know, well, what if Kyrie leaves? If See, Kyrie that's leaves, the, dead in the water. But that's the risk, it's right? Done. So for them, the risk is Kyrie could leave, and then they're not trading for AD. Because they know AD is not going to stay. They have to hit the reset button if Kyrie leaves. So yeah, Boston is not in a great situation. I, I just – I look, from the reporting, from the way Kyrie behaved, it's hard for me to not think that like – He's gone. If he wouldn't be believing – he wouldn't be behaving this way if he wanted AD on his team in the summer. Right. Yeah, he's gone. It just seems so obvious to me. He's gone. He wouldn't be doing this. He'd be like, what? Of course I'm in Boston. I'm Boston all day. I bleed green and white. He would get the the Jason Terry tattoo. Come on now. (laughs) So the way he's behaving, it just didn't seem like he was behaving as a guy who's working in concert with the Celtics to get the best player possible. It, It was the worst recruiting pitch in history. Come on. It was terrible. Like, if it's like, yo, so don't worry, he's, I'm going to be here in the summer. So now he he's going to go to the Knicks, and KD's yeah. going to go to the Knicks. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Boston is going to have, I mean, Marcus Smart, who I love, but he isn't love a Marcus star. Smart. Jason Tatum, he's not a star yet. Gordon Hayward, hopefully, we'll you know, see. if he gets healthy. But even healthy, I don't think he's a top 15 guy. Al Horford, who's starting to look, you know, his age. Starting to show some age, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you can have this whole run where Boston has wasted all of their assets. Isn't it wasted though? So, but, they, but this they is, didn't make a finals. I mean, that was fair, the goal, right? Like for that this franchise. Is, this, is, this is the nature of assets though. And I say right. this all the time. Sometimes your number two pick is KD. Sometimes he's fucking Brandon Ingram, you know, right. and no disrespect to Brandon Ingram. He's a cool guy. He's a cool player. He's like fine, I like him, but he's, he's not good, KD. He's going to be in the league for 15 years. Right. Yeah, but he's not KD, and that's the well, nature of assets. That's why yeah. when everybody does a circle jerk about, oh, they're hoarding all the assets, or it's like, bro, make those picks. This is why exactly. See, this picks. is why I'm out on, I, and this is a, a fairly new thing. I'm out on se- caring about second round picks. I'm care out on caring about draft picks in general. I, I've been out. I've been out. I hate draft picks. It's <laughs> it's such a gamble, right? Unless there's a guy like Zion, right? Sure. If you're telling me I could trade, like if I was New Orleans, I could trade Anthony Davis to the Knicks because they got the number one pick. I could get Zion. Boom. I'm doing it. That's a risk I'll take. But right. all these other guys in this draft, like RJ and Cam Reddish and Ja, nah, man. I, right. I, I don't see it. 
And again, you look at a team like Orlando, constantly picking close to the top of the lottery. But constantly. What's, what's been so great about this Orlando situation? And or you look at a team like Utah, Milwaukee, and the Rockets, who, by the way, um, I get it. It's much harder to do it how they did, but they didn't do all of this crap. Right. They didn't have to bottom out. That See, this is where I look at New Orleans' situation, and I think that they should have taken the Laker deal because they wouldn't have had to bottom out. They could have rebuilt from the middle, and sure. and they could have shipped those other guys out this summer or other Indiana. pieces. We watch yeah. franchises well, do this all the time. You know, they don't do this asset, asset, oh, we got to collect stuff, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. They don't debase themselves right. the way a lot of these other franchises so do. The Nuggets sort of did, right? Like Masai sold off a bunch of guys like when he traded Melo and all that, but they were never top five Ever. in the lottery. And you look Ever. at where they're at right now, like they're the second best team in the West. They're they're going to have, uh, it. like I think they're committed to 90 million guaranteed next year going into the summer. That's without taking Millsap's option and and I think Trey Lyles. Um, so they've got some some room to move there. They got $14 million expiring Plumley, And that's without even talking about any of their young guys. So they've got Malik Beasley, who's still on his rookie deal. You got Gary Harris making $17 million, who looks expendable if you're trying to get a star, right? So Denver, Houston, Utah, all these teams, they get so creative without completely bottoming out. And yeah, that's why I'm out on draft picks, man. I, I, I'm... Completely out. Look, and and the utopian in the chat says we're skipping over the Sixers. That's purposely. Yes, you can do that. You can debase yourself. You can suck on purpose for five years straight, and you'll have a bunch of young guys, and maybe one of them will be Ben Simmons. Maybe one of them will be Greg Oden. Maybe one of them will be Michael Olawa Candy. Maybe one of them will be Michael Jordan. Maybe. They fired Birdshot, (laughs) right? Like So that's what they did with their draft picks. They got Joel Embiid. They got Ben Simmons. They got... Markel Fultz, they got Okafor, they got Michael Carter Williams. You know what I mean? Like, so they got two stars out of however many high draft picks they had. They've, they, you know, nice. Congratulations. Was now, it worth if, it? Right now, if they you had had the number these three, these guys were going to be the fucking warriors. The way people talked about this strategy, right? Right. It's like, of course. Are you kidding me? They're going to get KD and LeBron eventually, right? You know, their scouting department, the player from 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 um tanking. Here's the so here's the other thing is like when you're drafting that high, your scouting department isn't actually responsible for your picks. I don't know if y'all if people know that, right? Like, I mean, yes, they they do scout the guys, but it's not it's like not the Lakers taking Kuzma and Josh Hart, right. right? It's That's not the scouting same. department, or right. even getting Giannis in the teens, right? John like, it's Hammond, not the yeah. same. Right. Or Kawhi, where he got like when you're drafting at one, two, and three, it's obvious who you're gonna take, right? Unless you're the Cavs and you take Anthony Bennett. <laughs> there were a lot of people that had him won, though. Yeah, that's fair. So, you know, but not like, I mean. Obviously, they think they're going to be able to get, uh, you know, Tatum, a couple of those picks, uh, Marcus Smart, maybe even Jalen Brown or whatever. Like, they're like, shit, man, we're about to really come up. But it's like, okay, okay. All he's got to <laughs> say is. Look, seriously, I'm not re-signing or Kyrie is gone, right? Like, and then one of those two things got, makes right. it so obvious that, that, that boss is going to have to t- take those things off the table. And I'm, I'm kind of the opinion that the Lakers offer is not going to change that much. It doesn't feel like they're going to be like, pick. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That Lakers offense seems there. like it's good. still going to be there in the yeah. summertime. Well, you missed yeah. out on Zubac, right? Like, so, because he went to the sure. Clippers. Sure. And I actually think he could wind up being the best of those young guys. Like, yeah, you nah, watch I him play, he's really good, man. Nah, I don't think he's, I don't think so. I think, I still he's think like a, Lonzo will end up being the best we'll player. See. He's got to shoot, though. Yeah. Anyway, he's got, he's got, we're rehashing stuff. Should we wrap this yeah. up, Jade? Yeah, uh, yeah. Just uh, if you are, are haven't bought tickets for Boston, come join us March second. I guess uh, the news is Pablo Torre will be there. It's actually his whole show. It's his show. We're, we're the guests of his live show, Pablo Torre, from high noon at the Middle East in Boston. We, we've given it to him, right? Right, was. Yes, of course, man. Because you know he does. He's a, he has his own TV show. He's a TV guy. We're just I mean, we're podcasters just, and bloggers. So, so it's really I'm just so, sticking Pablo on the, the stage for the whole time. So uh, it, and that's his hood. You know, he's a Harvard Harvard guy. He works yes. for the CIA. Homecoming. So um, join us March second. Come on, let's get there. You never know, people. I'm into you. Yo, CIA you was know. actually um, founded by uh, Harvard bros, though. That's <laughs> <laughs> the Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. What a crazy oh, actor. Oh boy. Writing code on his glass. Okay, sure. Oh boy. <laughs> Hey, don't get me started on the Ted Bundy thing. All right, guys. Oh, we'll Favorite for Friday. We'll see you on, uh, all right. we'll see you on Thursday. Gosh. See you on Thursday. Later. Everybody take care. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm Chandler. Casting vote. I win. It's fucking over. What's the vote? My son. That was your best shot. You lost. I'm Candle Friday.